0: Hey there, I'm Donnie Spano, and I welcome you to Faith for Today. And today we're looking at the topic of Thanksgiving lifestyle. We've been uh, calling it at the Lord's Direction, Thanks Living. And many will say that they believe being thankful is a good thing, that they know the benefits of being thankful, and they don't like people that complain and bitter and you know murmuring and carrying on. They come to work. They don't want to work with that person. It's always griping, right? But far fewer actually live a lifestyle of thanksgiving. And there are some real uh, quality uh, dynamics of living a lifestyle of thanksgiving that are important for us to see in the Bible. And so we're going to take some time. Now, a lot of this kind of ministry is teaching. And there have been people that have stayed away from this because it's not as uh it like coming to class you know i mean how many kids all the time say yeah they're excited to go to class they're excited they like seeing their friends but there are parts of training that is work it takes you and i attending to it coming in and exerting ourselves. and there's parts of that that's important for every christian they're uh Much of what Jesus did in His life and in His ministry was teach. The majority of what He did was teach. And when He encountered unbelief, His response and the answer of God through Him was to go and teach the Word. And so that's the answer for unbelief. Now, what we find in this world, the majority is doubt and unbelief. Not trusting and relying upon God but doubting. So what does majority really need? To be taught this word of God. And I have been committed by the Lord Jesus and He spoke to us through Matthew, uh, the 28th chapter. He said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now you go and you teach all nations. You train them and teach them to observe everything I've commanded you. And that word observe, it's much, I believe, like uh, what you find in other verses. It's like to keep. It's like a garrison or like a hedge. It's training them to not let things get away from them. And what kinds of things? God's things. And this is a part of what Jesus has committed to us. You don't need any more scripture to know that it is an order from the Master, for you and I to go teach His Word. So how are you teaching His Word? How are you going forth throughout this earth and teaching the Word of God? And now you may not be doing it firsthand. How are you helping others who are? Because you still have an order from the Master. And He still said, I have all the power, but now I'm going to share that power with you. And now you need to go, and you need to teach these people. Teach them my ways. Teach them you can find the way of faith. This is God's way. And that's what this time is going to do. It's going to nourish you up in faith. Now, if you nourish, think about it. People eat how many times a day naturally, right? But then how much are they eating spiritually? How much are they reading their Bible? How much are they hearing the Word of God being preached and taught? if they say well maybe once a month maybe even once a week if you would not eat and think you'd be nourished naturally that way why in the world would you think you'd be nourished spiritually that way or solically that way no your mind needs to be renewed much more frequently than that and if you eat every day naturally you need to eat every day spiritually and you need your mind renewed every day because your soul needs to be saved. It needs to be renewed. I, I didn't. You may be born again. Your soul still needs to be saved. I'm talking scriptures to you. And it is not something that just happens automatically. We, we are recreated spiritually. Autumn, when we make Jesus Lord of our life, when we accept Him, There's a new birth that is wonderful, but it does not recreate our mind. And our will and our emotions need to continually be renewed. And so that's what we're doing today in this Thanksgiving lifestyle. Now, uh, for time's sake, we won't go there, but we've been looking at 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You want to know the will of God for your life? be thankful. Have a thankful heart. You see something good go on for someone else, thank God for it. Go over and rejoice with them. What, what does that mean? Go over and get excited with them. Look at it. Ooh and ah over it, right? You, can, you and I can forget about our things for a moment to make a big deal out of theirs for the time being. And um, we'll go again uh, to Colossians chapter 2, verse 7. And here in Colossians chapter 2 verse 7 we see a foundation of faith in the aspect of thanksgiving. And it starts talking about has, as we've received Christ Jesus that we should also walk in Him. We, um, which goes to show that you and I can have received Jesus and not actually be walking in Him. There could be parts of our life that are not committed to Christ. Yet we profess to be Christians. To be like Him. There's many more that have professed than show forth the fruit today, but that can change in a moment's time. If you really want more of God, you can have all of Him you want. I encourage you, get as much as you can. Get as much. Go ahead and get yourself a fill. Go to the overfull. Take yourself a bag on the go, right? You do it at a restaurant, Why not do it with the things of God? Why not really find out what is true before God? Get as much as you can right now and then walk away with some for later. And look at, take some personal time with God. He will talk to you. He will make Himself real to you. It is not something that has to be awkward. It can be so supernatural and real to you once you start tapping in and living in this way, you won't look back. I promise you. And here in Colossians two seven, it says uh, that as we and again like I mentioned before, so walk you in Him is what we're directed to. That after we've received Him, walk in Him. Seventh verse says, rooted and built up in Him. Do you want to be rooted? That goes down deep. That makes that shows meaning that you are strong built up in Him. You've grown up. You are not just moved and pushed aside. You know, with all the darkness and hardness that's going on in this earth right now, you and I don't need to be weak. We need to be strong. We need to be rooted and built up in Him. You know, I've seen this before. I remember uh, growing up and in my adolescent years, I remember there was a time, uh, you know, a guy wanted, I was not a very big fighter, to be honest. Didn't have a lot of not that I wouldn't be willing and times where I tried, uh, it just never really came to it. God had spared me a lot of that. And I remember one time, a guy wanted to get into it, and I didn't even have to. I had a buddy that was uh, close by, and he had had some fighting experience. And all he had to do was just hear it, and he was on it. And as soon as he was, the other guy just stood down, didn't want any anymore and um, Hallelujah, you and I have this building up that's in him and as soon as the enemy sees who we're with it's hands down he doesn't want to fight he doesn't want when he really knows who you're with when you really know who you got with you who you're in who you're built up in who you're rooted in then you got an enemy No matter how much he's trying to trick or uh, delude you and get you to to be robbed from and hurt, he will realize he's not going very far with you when you know who you are, when you know who you're in. And when you do this kind of lifestyle here, and this is what we're talking about, and established in the faith. So this means you have a trust and reliance upon God, and that's why you're so strong. That's why you can be so confident and so bold. And it goes on and says, as you have been taught, that's what we talked about just a moment ago, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So where you see someone who is all the time giving thanks, abundant of thanksgiving means there's a lot of it. Thanking God got food on the table. Thanking God we got water. Thanking God we got you know, the equipment we need, thanking God we got a job, thanking God we got good family, good friends, thanking God, thanking God, thanking God, thanking God, thanking God, thanking God. Who are you looking at? You are looking at a faithful one. You're looking at one who is established in the faith. You want to know what established is? That is a foundation. You're looking at one that's got roots in the ground. They have been established. They're not going anywhere anywhere you can let the storms come you can let the very earth try and shake and crumble underneath guess what it's standing still because it's established in this trust and reliance upon god and you find out how because it's all the time given thanks they are inseparable and that's part of our ministry here is that we are going to teach and preach the ministry the faith in God, and many people. Oh, thank you, Father. Many people have not seen how connected this is. They know, yes, I know I'm supposed to give thanks. No, listen, when you and I are in trust in God, it's just going to flow out of us. It's just gonna come out. I remember uh, Mrs. Gloria Copeland. She was talking about something of this nature. She said that she had just got into praising God and praising God, and she's Going, this is what she's spending her time doing. This is giving thanks, rejoicing, (laughs) praising God, making a big deal out of him. What is this? This is you and I expressing, giving a wonderful uh, hallelujah. It talks about how this is actually uh, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to God is a sacrifice that's well-pleasing and acceptable to him. And so she said she had gotten so full of doing this, she goes to answer the phone, and instead of saying hello, she says hallelujah. And she just starts going in and praising. It fl- just flooded out of her. And this is what will happen for us. I, I kid you not. When you and I trust God, we're bound to give thanks. Now, go with me, and let's build another part of this, and let's look at 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter looking at our time here, seeing what we got to work with, cuz we have some other things to get into as well. You and I have grace of God to give thanks all the time. 2 Corinthians 4. Now, God's grace is something that you and I have not deserved. His being gracious towards us, and that's what we found. His will for us is that in everything we're giving thanks. Now, that's more His helping us than many have realized. Just you and I having light to see, hey, that's working. Hey, I got breath in my body. Hey, I know that's been hurting, but this hasn't. You know, that has not been working. But look at all these things that are. That light and being able to see that, perceive that, that's more God than people have realized. And you and I being able to give thanks is one of the things God has equipped us with. He has graced us. It's not something we deserve to see it right. He has helped us. And it's a wonderful cycle because His being gracious means we did not deserve it at all. And we looked in the last session we had with this very topic. We looked at what happened when, uh, thank you Jesus. Peter had just gotten wonderful revelation that this Jesus, he's the Christ, he's the Messiah. He had the revelation of revelations, and he is on top feeling right now. His soul, his emotions are on cloud nine. And he's, he's coming off of this, and Jesus is telling them that he's going to be beaten, he's going to be mocked ridiculed he's going to be crucified and uh peter takes this opportunity to take jesus aside and say no this will not be to you this will not and um i know some people have looked in the margins of their bibles and seen that it it uh gave this idea of pity yourself Feel sorry for yourself. This will not happen to you. You don't deserve this. Now let's look at that. Did Jesus deserve to be crucified? No, he did not. He was the only one who didn't. He was the only one who had not yielded to sin, was not born into sin. He was born of a virgin, born into this earth miraculously. He's the only one that has come and left miraculously wonderfully he laid down his life when he was on that cross said he gave up the ghost he laid his life down when he was done he just took it committed himself to the father and left he didn't deserve what he got and he was so pushed to not do it and yet when when Peter brought this to him he rebuked Peter sharply he said get behind me satan you are an offense to me and that word offense means like a trap like a stumbling block you're trying to get me to fall peter and he didn't even call him peter he said satan he said you're being influenced you're being helped you're you're being connected with one who you don't even understand right now but what you are doing is you're setting up a trap for me you think you're trying to help but you're causing something that can make me fall and you need to get behind me now it was sharp he had just been praised for the wonderful revelation he got and now he's being rebuked sharply for what For coming to Jesus and telling Jesus, Jesus, you don't deserve this. You have done well, you don't deserve this wrong thing. And this is why many have become offended. You want to find offense? Go to any church, any church, and you'll find ones that have been offended, ones who currently are offended. How many have left churches? Not because God let them out, but because they were upset, because they were done wrong. And it can go, you know, really, it's very simple. It can go one way or the other. And that is, I got what I did not deserve. They spoke to me like they shouldn't have. Peter could have left. He could have said, I don't deserve this. I gave my life for you. I left my family for you. I don't deserve this. I left my business for you, Jesus. You're going to talk to me like that? I'm trying to help you. Trying to tell you, you know, you deserve good. You didn't. He could have gotten upset. He could have left the ministry. He could have left his place with the master. Could have left his place in that full-time ministry position. He could have left. He could have. Many would have. Been offended because I didn't deserve for them to talk to me like that I didn't deserve for them to treat me like that they gave me something that I didn't deserve and then on the other end they did not give me what I deserve what do we really deserve according to Jesus he took what we deserved so when he took the cross that's what you and i deserved we deserved the punishment of sin which was death and he took that death through the the death of the criminal of that day which was crucifixion today it would be maybe lethal injection days previous may have been an an electric chair he took that it was the the worst death that was of the day And He took it because you and I deserved it, and it was a substitution. As soon as He took it, we got what we didn't deserve. And He brought newness of life to us, enabled us to be sons of God. God's very children, inheritors of God's, all that's His, joint heirs with Christ. That's what we deserved. So the offenses that have come and the people that have left because of it, I've seen it. I've seen it. And I've seen signs of it. You see it in the mocking. You see it in the thinking little of others, in the not being thankful for the ones that are around. Treating others as if they're insignificant. There are actually steps towards being offended and leaving. I've seen it. I'm sure you have as well. But you and I can keep ourselves from being offended. You and I can keep ourselves in a place of thanks. And God, if it's His will for us that in everything we give thanks, then He's actually committed to us the help to do it. And it is His wonderful grace. And though we don't deserve it, He has given it. And and this is something we're going to see in these verses, because it's a wonderful, beautiful cycle. And that is that when you and I give thanks because we've received what we don't deserve, it opens us up to get more of this grace. That as soon as you and I get our eyes off of any problem, any circumstance, anything that we didn't deserve that they gave us, because they were cruel and all we did was do them good, they cut us short and we only sought to help them, but... You know, we were in a tough time and we thought someone would be there to help, but no one showed up. And you and I can find in those very aspects, by God's help, the thanks that is needful. And as soon as we do, we take a step up and we come to another place of His grace. And He sees I can do more for them. They recognize me. And that's part of this giving thanks. We must first recognize what He has done. Recognize what He is doing. Recognize what He will do. And then express. Give thanks for it. Recall it. Don't forget it. There's times tomorrow, and I, my wife and I, we will go from where we came from. Just take a drive around there. Just remember where God has brought us from. I don't want to forget because I don't want to be unthankful. I know where He's brought me from. I know it's the goodness, His goodness that we are here today. And if I forget that, I can actually go back there. And I'm less helpful to you and to these others if I go back. I must go forward. I must do more for God. And the only way I can is if I find in every instance that for which I can give thanks. And um, here, again, we're in fourth chapter of Second Corinthians verses 13 through 18. And you're going to see what I just mentioned to you, but the Lord's helping us so that it's clear. When you and I give thanks, we give place for grace. Because what we have, we don't deserve. And it keeps us in a place where we're then not looking at what we do deserve. What they didn't do for us. How they, we did something and they didn't even say thank you. They don't have to. And if we have it in our heart and mind that if they don't say thank you when we do something nice and good for them, then we set ourselves up to fall short. Because then we're not thankful because we're too mindful of what they didn't do for us and it actually takes us what? Out of being faithful because we saw if we're not abounding in giving thanks we're not established in the faith. And you'll find here that the very grace of God works, right? It's by grace, it's through faith. The thanksgiving in abundance is found in faith. And grace of God works through the faith. You'll find when you and I continually give God thanks, we set ourselves up for God to work His wonderful grace through us. More and more. You want more of God's grace? Start giving more thanks. Start looking around you. Start finding your brother and your sister. Find something that's going good in their life. Get Run over there if you got to. Praise God. If it's a new house, buy them a lamp right do something find some way to give thanks the more thankful you are for his children the more you'll find him be able to flood through your life with his grace i think we're there now so i'll go and catch with you 13th verse of the fourth chapter 2nd corinthians we having the same spirit of faith this is not something you you work to obtain God has committed to you the spirit of faith. And if you nourish it, if you feed faith, you'll find yourself just as faithful, just as bold, just as useful to God as Jesus himself. Just like the master. I I know many religious people are shaking their heads going, no way, no way, no how. Yes, yes. I'll take you through the scriptures if you want to go for the ride. But you can be just like Jesus. You can be so near to God. You can be so nigh in fellowship to Him. And here it says, We having this same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore what do we do? We speak. Thanksgiving needs to come out of our mouth all the time. And he continues and says, Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus, and shall present us with you, for all things are for your sakes, that the a what? abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Say that with me. That the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Now, we don't use all those words, but what is this saying? This is saying God is being glorified by what? He's being glorified by thanksgiving from many, causing His grace to abound. You want to have abundant grace? Then give God thanks. This is his will that you and I have his variability flowing through our life. And we know like no one else can. We can do like no one else can. We have God's ability in every area of life because we recognize, we don't forget, we recall all the time how good he has been, what he has done, and we express it. We give God thanks. And you want to glorify God this is how you do it this is why you can see it's in the very essence of his will he's glorified when you and I give thanks it does you good people you come in contact with they realize you're graced how do they know that because you get more work done than than they ever could And you're not just trying. You're not exerting yourself. You're just doing what you do. You come in. You sign up for the day. You trust God. He helps you. And you go further and farther than they can imagine. And they look around going, how in the world? And then they look at, you know, how God sets you up and the places you're in and the things you're doing. And, you know, you and I ought to be all the time a fragrance of God to people all around us. Not everybody will like it. Like Not everybody likes certain smells. But there will be those that will be drawn and attracted because they are honest enough to know there's something more I can have in my life. They have tapped into it. And I'm not going to be unthankful because I want some of that myself. And you and I will draw people in, draw people in. And it won't be by our working, but by the wonderful grace of God and his giving us what we don't deserve. And then you know what they hear out of our mouth? Thank you, Lord. They they go, how in the world did you do that? Oh, thank God he helped us. They go, they trust God. Yeah, 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 we do. Yeah, we do. And it draws them to this place, the place of His grace, where they can enter on in and trust God too. That's the calling for me and you. Hallelujah. That's all our time for this message today. We love you. We bless you. Come back for more of Faith for Today.